0: Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps like people like to listen to? Or how do I make money from my podcast? Um, The answer to every one of these questions is really simple anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all it's a hundred percent free and ridiculously easy to use and now anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast that means you can get paid to podcast right away in fact that's what i'm doing right now by reading this ad um, what I love about Anchor is that you know it's really easy. It distributes everything to all your podcasts. Really simple to create your profile and to um, just write settings or write your description. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it. Go to Anchor.fm/start to join, and the diverse community of podcasters already is using Anchor. So that's. Anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey, everyone, you're listening to We Are Shoemaker podcast, and this is Stephanie. Drew. Um, Today, we're going to talk about our crazy engagement story. Um, just kind of touching base on the struggles we face, getting married at a young age, um, how we overcame it, and answering two questions like we always do in every one of our episodes, um, questions that you guys ask us. So feel free to always keep dropping them down below um, in our video if you're watching, or my Instagram handle and even our podcast. Um, you can also write comments below in our reviews
1: cool cool cool
0: awesome so um let's talk about the beginning of our engagement um to a lot of people it seems like we got engaged at a young age but i think andrew's family got married around the same age we got married but my family didn't so it kind of just varies so we got engaged when i was 20 and then andrew was 21 or 22 because your birthday had just passed.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, around there, early 20s.
1: We're still in college.
0: Yes. And then um we had a whole year of engagement. It was like a year and a month, but according to Andrew's calculation is a year and 2 months. 2 months. Um So with that being said, I think we mentioned that, you know, my parents were really against our relationship and they just didn't want us um, together just because we were not the same um, race and ethnicity. So that was something we faced um, in our engagement. We got engaged in November and it was like early November.
1: Yeah, it was November, like, 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Or 8th.
0: Our family was there. Yeah, it was November 4th. It was not the day before Christy's birthday, for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: It was November, early November. So, we got engaged in November, and then um, Andrew wanted to get married, like, ASAP. But... Um, You know, that's not how things go. So we waited a whole year for my parents to turn around and just kind of see a relationship develop and see um, that we were super serious about getting married and being with each other. Um, At that time, Andrew didn't have his own place. He was living with his uncle. I was at the dorms with my sisters. Um, So I think... Throughout the entire time, we were just struggling as well of like, you know, how are we going to financially pay for a wedding? Um, Just because, you know, in the wedding tradition, um, you know, the bride's family pays for it. But in my culture, in the Hmong tradition, um, the groom pays for the wedding. So there was a lot of miscommunication there, and um, one thing that was really heavily placed in our engagement as well was for Andrew to pay the dowry, um, you know, the bride pricing. So that kind of took a huge toll. Andrew wasn't for it at all. He didn't really understand what that meant and why that was important in the culture, and, you know my parents being traditional, it is a little bit more important to them. Um, I would say like our generation, it's not so much like a tradition that a lot of people take on. It's, um, you know, it's on your preference base. And it's such a sensitive and controversial topic that a lot of people don't really, you know, want to dive and talk about it. Because everyone's opinion is totally different on it. Uh, We think that it was a good thing. Like looking back at it now, we both definitely think that that was something good and important that we did in our engagement was paying the dowry um to my parents
1: yeah for sure i think uh at the beginning for me i didn't want to do it because i didn't understand it
0: and because we were paying for our own wedding so it was a lot of money coming out of our wedding already
1: yeah it was like one of those things like well can you do your part like my tradition part and so there's a lot of ignorance behind it on my part um but looking back at it it grew our relationship through the struggle and through everything and now uh it definitely brought us closer and once we got through something like that dramatic and that intense for that year um pretty much nothing in this world can tear us apart pretty much so which is good
0: yeah during our engagement i would say that like a lot of things were things were brought to service, like, a lot of conversations that were really hard. Um, And I think that's a good thing in relationships. Like, that is something that you should um, do and get done before you get married because if you don't, all of that's going to, like, blow up during your marriage. And, you know, it can really make you actually want to stray away from that, like, not even want to develop your relationship. So figure it out before
1: before it becomes a bigger issue yes
0: um so that was one thing that we also like had a hard time conversing about because andrew didn't understand it and for me it's like i totally understand it that you know it's traditional it's my culture and that's what we do and yes like in his culture and their traditions you know the bride pays for the wedding, like their family pays for the wedding. So it was really hard on both sides to kind of see how we would go about it and what we would do about it. Um, But in the end, we both pretty much just kind of paid for it. And your parents um, helped a lot too. So in that sense, it all just kind of came down back to us. And during our engagement, we were, you know, trying to find a place to live after we got married, trying to find myself a wedding dress, um, you know, trying to even find a venue. Wedding planning is crazy. So, we also didn't really know the specific date we wanted as well. Um, I just don't remember why we chose December. I mean, I felt like I knew I've always wanted a winter wedding, but not everyone was up for it. Um, so, we did a winter wedding, um, outdoors. Outdoors ceremony, indoor reception. Obviously. Obviously, <laughs> for various reasons, and we're in the Midwest. You know, we're in Minnesota, so we did it even more up north where it's cold, colder.
1: It was a little colder.
0: Not as cold as most winters we've had, but it yeah. did drop below negative that night. That night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think throughout the entire year of our engagement, you know, it was really hard because for me, it was like having to get my parents on board was important. Um, and I know that like at that time, like Andrew was very like, I don't care. We're getting married. This is happening. And I always emphasized to him that like, In the end, if my parents don't show up to the wedding, they are going to regret it. And I just know my parents. Like, that's just kind of how they are. So I didn't want that for... I didn't want that to happen to them. I don't want them to feel like they were going to regret not um, making it to our wedding and being there. So um, throughout that entire time, um, to be very, like, raw and vulnerable, like, I was not like, faithful at all, like, I did not believe that God could do anything, and um, this story is going to talk a little bit more about our faith and our spiritual side, and that's all to say, like, you know, you do not have to believe what we believe, we're not trying to shove, like, um, our belief into your throat or anything like that, we're just kind of talking about our story today, and how we um, kind of just made it cuz i think a lot of times people don't realize that um that there's struggles in engagement, there's struggles in marriage, there's struggles in relationship and it's not all like um butterflies and rainbows and i think i'm not saying that like everyone sees this but sometimes they do think that way of every relationship you know like i definitely think that way of a lot of relationships but um during this time i think we felt like it was hard because our story was so different from most of our friends and so not a lot of our friends could give us advice and the people who could give us advice were also inter in an interracial relationship and they like literally help us to the best they can but of course they're always like you know our story is different and like our parents are different. Our parents think differently and like what you're going to go through is totally different. So we were super thankful that we did have friends that were really helpful. Um, but at the same time, like it was just a huge issue because of my culture has a lot of traditions and there's just like minor details that we had to get done but couldn't get done. Um, So throughout that year, I, I'm just like, how is this going to work out? Like how I do not foresee anything happening. Why are you laughing? <laughs> and so uh, that was like on my side, while Andrew on the other side was totally the opposite. So you want to talk about your side?
1: Uh, should we talk about my side or your side? I feel like we should talk about your side first
0: how I felt about the engagement yeah well
1: and then I'll clean it up
0: okay so I just felt like a lot of things like I knew were gonna happen I didn't see it happening because you know I always emphasize that like what you say behind like what you pray behind closed doors and in your own secret space and you know, your safe spot, like that's conversations that you're having with God that's happening and not a lot of people knows. Um, and that's the things like not everyone's going to see what he's doing because they're not in your shoes and they're not having the same conversation you're having. And so I felt like even though I knew that it was going to happen and knew that things were going to be okay, I was still in a lot of doubt of like, well, God, I don't understand why you would make me go through such a hard time and make me um go through things that like no one else is going through and feeling like why are we the ones struggling through something so hard and and it was also hard in my family because this is this is not something we've ever dealt with um so we don't really know how to handle it. also, I feel like my family we were pretty young, so we also didn't um know like a lot of our own culture tradition and stuff like that as well so it was i feel like it's just so new to my family that we didn't know how to handle it in the best way we could um to make sure that nobody was hurt and i feel like on your side you were very much the opposite of me you were not even doubting
1: yes not i didn't doubt one second
0: not even one
1: second. Not even one little second. I think for me, it was more of like, this sucks and this is not a fun thing. Um, so for me, it was very like, I had a, one, not doubt. Two, make sure Stephanie wasn't doubting. And three, other people were doubting and trying to still persevere and know that god was in control and that um everything that uh, everything was leading up for a reason everything was going to happen for a reason and Mm -hmm. that even up to the last day like last week before the monday before Mm -hmm. we got married still being faithful and still persevering and figuring out if this like knowing that this was going to happen that god was going to do it and so for a while me and stephanie both knew it was going to happen and then she kind of was doubting the whole time, and and she—if you guys don't know, she's not; she has been a Christian her whole life too. So it's also very hard for her to
0: easily have faith because I wasn't raised in a Christian home, so it's not easy for me to just
1: just know that no,
0: like, because I didn't live with that lifestyle growing up, mm-hmm. and so it was still very new to me.
1: Yeah, so for me it was like, oh, I know it's gonna happen it's gonna happen but for seventy, i was like
0: eh. i didn't see anything happening i don't see any like i just think it was hard because um you know you don't know the outcome of every little thing you do it's hard to know how things are gonna roll and within that year we're like you know, we need to find somewhere we're going to stay. Andrew wanted to make sure he wasn't living with his uncle still. He wanted to make sure he had his own place. He moved from job to job to job, you know, trying to make sure that, like, um, everything was paid for. Um.
1: Within that year, I dropped out of school. I had three jobs at once. Oh, yeah. And then somehow I ended up with an apartment because of where I, wor- I was working at an apartment, and I was able to short story, was able to just get an apartment Mm -hmm. through that, which was pretty cool.
0: It was only, like, a couple months after you started working there, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It happened pretty quickly.
0: Right, and so, and then, like, I also remember, like, telling Andrew, like, I'm not going to find my dress in Minnesota. I'm very picky. I had this idea of what kind of dress I wanted, and um, I was like, it's just going to be way too much, you know? I don't know what I can afford. Um, So, when I went dress shopping for the first time, I didn't think I was going to buy my dress. But eventually, I did find my dress that day. It was, like, the third dress I tried on or something. Um, and Andrew's mom actually offered to pay for it, you know. And so that was, like, such a blessing as well for us. Um, and then after that, we went to youth camp. And we were just like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to find a venue? How are we going to pay for a venue? And how are we even going like, to, like, even get a slot because – weddings people book like two years in advance
1: Forgot we went to camp
0: (laughs) yeah weddings are like left and right so it was like going back and forth like um so we couldn't find like a good date for us and i don't know why i really wanted a winter wedding i'm a winter person so um i remember we went to camp and then like just literally praying about it and then like just knowing that we wanted to do, it, to do it in the winter. Um, and then my sister sent me this venue that w- the venue that we actually got married at, which she still doesn't remember oh, to this day. I was just day. gonna
1: say that. She still doesn't
0: remember She still doesn't remember it. it. And I was like- So the you Lord sent it. That was the Lord <laughs> sending it. <laughs> so she was like, I don't remember sending you this venue. I'm like, yeah, you sent me this venue. You told me, hey, check this out, it's far but you should check check out this venue anyways because it can be prettier in person. So we went to that venue. They had an open slot where we needed. um, It was heavily discounted because it was in the winter.
1: And no one wants a winter wedding. And nobody
0: wants a winter wedding. And I told them my winter idea, and they were up for it. So that was amazing.
1: That was another thing is we were the first outdoor winter wedding. Not anyone has ever done that before there.
0: Yes. So like
1: they were like uh, i guess if you guys want to do this we can do this and they're very like lenient and they figured it out Mm -hmm. And because of that we got on a
0: magazine which was kind of lit which was cool um we it was amazing because that venue they had literally everything covered for us they had a cabin for our stays um like everybody who was staying with us they also um It was just another blessing that was like all literally coming together and we, and I didn't see it. You Mm -hmm. know, I was just stressed out. Um, And that venue, like we were mentioning, like they just had everything covered for us. They heavily discounted the price. They moved our wedding a week later because they decided that they wanted Christmas at their cabin which we were like that's totally fine because we did not want to get married right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so they also gave us like a free cabin stay and because um, just because they they were the ones who decided that they want, needed that weekend what the weekend we were getting married and we were just like yeah sure whatever we don't care. Um, which now you look back there's a reason why For all sure. of these things happened and um, so what happened like just figuring all those things out was st- stressful but it wasn't what we were stressing about in our engagement we were more stressed about my parents making sure they were coming and making sure that like they knew that we were serious because they still didn't believe that it was happening um, so it came down to like the one year mark and I feel like my parents they still weren't um, on board with us. And um, I don't remember if we had this conversation with, like, all, like, my uncles before you had that conversation with my parents.
1: Uh No.
0: No, we had it after?
1: We had it after. So, we had... Like, me and my dad went over there and talked to your parent, your dad and stuff like that.
0: But that was, like, right as. That was, like,
1: right after we got engaged. Like yeah. Because um, people were telling us we should do that. And then we, uh, what was it? And then we had a, like, little meeting with your aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. which it was just us two. I forget about that. Yeah. But, like, some of your uncles didn't want us to do it. Then no, like my
0: aunts they didn't want us to do it, but then my uncles they they said it was okay. totally okay, that it's fine. That and was weird. I don't
1: even They were
0: just trying to get my mom in, on board. That was Yeah, that's pretty much it what it
1: was. It was like your dad was okay with it at that point, but your mom still wasn't. Yes.
0: And so, I think once the 1 year mark hits, like I remember like um it was near the end of the semester and i was just hanging out with my team um shout out to mosaic and we were just i think that day um you i don't remember if you went but like our pastor went and talked to my dad about i was there oh you Mm -hmm. were there too i don't remember if they talked like in person or over the phone but um, I just got the news that like, hey, you know, your dad is okay with the wedding happening as long as Andrew has the dowry money, you know. Mm-hmm. um, So what they did was wrote down, you know, money that is going to pay the grandparents, money that's going to pay for me, money that is paying for the food, for the drinks, for each person who took care of me. And um, so Andrew got like the all of the money like the bill basically and you got the mm-hmm. bill and we were just like okay like how how is this gonna happen how are you gonna find seven thousand dollars in a month
1: it was literally a month
0: in a month to our wedding maybe even less because we were getting married on the third yeah it was probably less than a month yeah and literally the next day or so my parents decided to take a christmas vacation to california yes
1: yeah, so they're going to be gone during christmas so
0: they were going to be gone the whole month of december which is really hard because basically what happens is that in a when um among persons getting married traditionally you want to do the tradition wedding before you do your you know american wedding and so we were trying to figure all of that out like how are we going to have our traditional wedding before we have our our wedding and we just knew that it wasn't going to happen so we didn't know what my parents were going to think what they were going to say and on top of that we didn't know how we were going to find like roughly eight thousand dollars you know um to pay for the um like to pay my parents and so the entire time we were both stressing out we're just like this is like way too quick again, me in doubt of like, mm-hmm. this is not going to happen. We don't have money. Um, we're not, we're not going to make it. Like, this is not going to happen. Um, I had a lot of people telling me like, you know, it's okay. Just have faith. It's going to happen. You just need to trust that it's going to happen. And a lot of people really confirmed with me, like literally looked at me and was like, it's going to happen. But then like to me, I was like, do you not see? I don't have money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, do you not see that I don't have money? Like, okay, hello, like, do you not see anything? But it was just so great that everybody who was super supportive, like, literally helped us out. Like, I remember, like, our friend Stacy and Bowie, they um literally did our nails for our wedding because we were like, oh, my gosh, like, how, like, I didn't think of all All these small details. First of all, I'm the guinea pig of my family, okay? We've never done a wedding before. I was like the experiment. Um, So it was like rough, and we had um, so many people like being such blessings to us just to help our wedding and like really confirming that it's going to happen. So when it came down to the week of our wedding, that was the craziest week um, so of the, our lives. Yes, the craziest week of our life. Because throughout our engagement, you know, like my parents, they were opposing, you know, recapping. So they were opposing us getting married. We were being blessed left and right from, you know, finding an apartment, finding my dress, finding the venue, being able to pay for the venue. And also like just being able to have everybody else take part in our wedding Voluntarily, like without us even having to ask and those are all like little small blessings now that we look back at it that was actually really huge and effective mm-hmm. to our life and these people are still in our life as well um and during our engagement like we even have friends who are there every step of the way when we were struggling especially when i was struggling you know like i would Um, always go to my director and just talk to her about how I was feeling because she was also in a a interracial marriage and she went through the whole thing and just reassuring me how to deal with things and reassuring me how to um, handle my feelings and um, not let it explode in a way of like all over Andrew and like letting it just be his problem. Um, So they were really helpful in that area as well. It was great. Um, So, recapping, that was (laughs) a full recap. That Um, was a recap. So.
1: So up to. Up to
0: our wedding, um, the week before our wedding. So our wedding is is or our wedding anniversary date is January third, and that was on a Saturday. And with our venue, they allow us to go up there on Thursday to set up, to do rehearsal, to hang out. So that was a blessing. And my parents were coming back on the Tuesday before New Year's, because New Year's was, I mean, before New Year's Eve, actually, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came back on Tuesday, which is the 30th. Um, so, um, so they were coming back on Tuesday backtracking. On Sunday, we had our Christmas party for our church, and we were at our pastor's house. um, And at that point, Andrew and I were like, okay, we don't have the money. Like, my parents are coming back home in two days. They're expecting the money. We don't have it. So we just decided that we were going to either postpone our wedding, or just cancel it all together. But I think we were more on the postponing side of like, let's just push it to the summer. Like, we'll tell everybody, we'll message them, we'll email them that we're pushing it to the summer. We'll find a, a different date um, and see if the venue had anything open. But that was like literally our plan that night.
1: Yeah, because we, well, one, we were going to lose like our, our deposit and all that stuff. So it was really hard. That's why we waited so long. That was like another motivation for us to wait until like the last second to pull the plug. So that like like she was saying, like it was like mon. It was Sunday night. We were gonna call it off on Monday. The wedding was that next Saturday. That
0: coming Saturday. That coming Saturday. Mm-hmm.
1: So we were like, all right, what are we gonna do? We had we were still eight eight thousand dollars short, and we wanted to. We just, like, we really wanted to respect um, Stephanie's family and stuff. And we really wanted her parents to be at the wedding. And we know if we couldn't have paid the dowry, they weren't going to come. It was really hard. And it's still, like, one of those things where it's, like, it's it's just a really hard, touchy thing. And so we're just, like, how are we going to afford this? And
0: Yeah, this, like, like, our engagement, like. Is one thing that I personally don't like talking about because it's just too emotional it's too much it's it was a crazy ride of my life that I don't want to think about it
1: so if you got that you guys are hearing this is a very hard thing for Stephanie to do yeah. so give her a round of
0: applause Um, so (laughs) on Sunday, like I was in a lot of doubt, but I also came to terms that, you know what, if we have to postpone it, it's okay. And people will understand because we're literally only inviting people that were close to us, people that knows us and our relationship and has really, you know, and I mean, that's mm -hmm. what your wedding should be. You always invite people who are there to support you.
1: So like our, we knew our friends were going to be fine. It was just like, Still like a hundred people plus like friends from out of country were coming yes. too, so it was just like very hard and
0: right because Andrew's best man um, and his best friend is from Italy, so we also didn't want to just postpone it when he already bought his flight ticket, and it he was w- coming on Tuesday. Yeah, and he was <laughs> arriving on Tuesday, um, so we didn't want his take it to go to waste because he is coming for our wedding and that was um you know that's something you don't want to just brush off for someone who's doing something so huge for you um so how did you feel on sunday um
1: i still didn't want to um cancel it and i still believed that that somehow it was going to happen like like we we try to get alone like it's not that we didn't try Like we tried to get along oh, and yeah. all this stuff and like we got denied and it was just very really rough. And so even to the moment I was still like, screw it. We're still going to do it. I don't even care. And Stephanie's like, no, we're not going to do it unless my parents come. So it's still really hard on us like to the very last second.
0: Yeah. And then, and then, you know, that night, um, that Sunday night, um, one of my friend texts me and let's, Let's call him, what should we call him? Uh,
1: The Blessing. <laughs>
0: um, so let's just call him Guy, okay? So The Guy. The Guy, he calls me, right? He's my friend. And he's like, hey, I mean, he didn't call me. He texts me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And I say, hey. Oh, I'm at my church's Christmas party. Uh, what's up? And I don't
1: remember this Christmas party at all? I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember I don't it know was. Why. Okay, this Chris. Okay, <laughs> side note. This Christmas party is at pastor's house in their basement. They just moved in. I have
1: no idea what this party was. is. This the one that is this the party that we all wear hats and stuff and I took a picture. I'm, yeah, I think so. Mate.
0: I think so. Yeah, it, okay. it it was just a youth and young adult. I mean, but that's basically our entire church. <laughs> so. All
1: right. Just keep going.
0: So he. Okay. So the guy, he texts me and I was like, you know, I'm at my my Christmas party is like, what's up? Did you need something? And he and my and me and the guy, we've been friends since I was like 18 and we've probably talk, younger, honestly. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember when I first started working. Your
1: first job. My
0: first job. And. Uh, we haven't talked in a long time, but we do, like, keep in touch here and there very often. And um, I'm friends with, like, his girlfriend. Like, we're really good friends as well.
1: Which is now his wife.
0: Yeah, which is now his wife. And um, so he texts me, and he was just like, you know, can you stop by? Um, I just want to chat with you and Andrew. And in my head, I was like, okay, like, first of all, it's pretty late. Like, by the time we get out, it's going to be really late. But... I just told Andrew, I'm like, are you going to be, o- like, are you okay with, um, like, going over to his house and just chatting really quick? And we both are like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, we'll stop by really quick. And um, we didn't think much of it.
1: No, we just thought they wanted to be there for us and pray with us. And, like, like they were kind of supportive throughout the whole situation, yeah. like, from a distance. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, like, texting us and we would tell them. And uh, his sister... Um, his older sister works at the movie theater, so we would go to the movies for free because yeah. she would let us in, mm-hmm. and we would vent to her all the time right. about
0: it. Well, cause his, the guy's older sister is, um, my older sibling's friend, and like, she's one of my manager when I first started working too, so yeah. we're all like pretty close, and pretty close in age as well, mm-hmm. so, um. You know, we just were like, okay, let's go, because we are struggling, and we're like, if we have to tell him that we have to postpone away, like if he's the first person we tell, yeah, then like he's the first person we tell, mm-hmm. and we we will we wanted to also ask him like, what does he even think of that? Like, is that like weird? Um, so we were like, yeah, let's just go hang out and chat with him, and so we went. So after the Christmas party end, me and Andrew goes over there, really nervous, because we're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna tell somebody that. We might postpone our wedding. Um, so, you know, we went.
1: I wasn't nervous, by the way. I was super was nervous. nervous I was not <laughs> nervous. Enough. I was just like, all right, let's go hang out with like these people that were close to us. So,
0: yeah. And so we went. We needed
1: all the mental support we could get at yes, this moment.
0: Seriously. So we go and we were hanging. We go in and I remember like I just remember like the guy asking like, how are you guys? How is your wedding going? And I just remember saying like, oh my gosh, like my parents, they're out of town. They want the money and they're not here. And we had to find it in like two days. Like we spent the whole last couple of weeks trying to figure out how to find it and still not having it.
1: We still didn't find it.
0: You know, Um. yeah. So we were just like, uh, we don't know what we're going to do. We didn't get approved for a loan. We didn't. As was like, nothing, like, everybody was helping us as much as they could, you know? So we did get some help, like, some donations, and that was, like, literally all we had. And it was, like, not even a dent to what my parents wanted.
1: It was, like, I think because our pastor gave us, like, 300 people, some people gave us money here and there. And it was, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, not even a grand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but like we do appreciate
0: that. help right. Like, that's what I'm that saying. Like those are all like really blessings, like to us during our time, mm-hmm. you know. And for but like we didn't. I think I feel like we didn't um make that like we didn't magnify that during that time because we were just so in stress of how were we going to find our um like the money for my parents. Mm-hmm. So you can talk about this next part.
1: So then we were just telling them, like, what happened, him and his girlfriend and how we are probably going to. No, I don't
0: think. Ca- I don't think she was there. School. Really?
1: Yeah, she was there. I
0: do not remember that.
1: See, this is like it was so stressful that we have forgot clips of it. Granted, it's also been like almost five years. But, yeah, she was there with him.
0: I feel like she was not there. Honey,
1: she was there, hundred percent. I feel
0: like she was not there. Mm-hmm.
1: This is the big green part <laughs> that you guys love, but yeah, she was there. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Okay, I have to go double check because Hon- I feel she like was. she was not there. She
1: she was sitting on the couch with him, and we were across the couch. Like I'm playing a picture first you, at this moment, and she like, yeah, she was there. Okay, hundred percent. We'll double check. No, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So if you're watching the video, there'll be a clip underneath when she finds out what the answer is. <laughs> if you're watching the podcast, she was there. Anyway, so they were there and they, um, were just talking to us and then it kind of got to the point where he was just like, how much do you guys need? And we're like, well, we're like 8,000 or whatever short. And then, and he was like, cool. Um, so here's the money. And yeah, and we're like, huh? He's like, So tomorrow you're going to come with me to the bank and I'm going to pull out $8,000 for you so you can get married. And we were like in shock. And like
0: I think during our conversation, he was like, you guys are going to get married. And we're like, no, we're not. Do -hmm. you not hear our story? Like we don't have this money for my parents. He played
1: it really well. Like he wanted to make sure that because in his eyes, like Stephanie is like his little sister or like just his sister. And so for him, he was like, God was telling him that he needed to bless us. But he also, like, he definitely wanted us to portray how um, we were still faithful to the very end. Um, but even at the very end, we still felt like we couldn't, like, that it wasn't supposed to happen.
0: Yes. But was. then
1: he was confirming it to the second. He It was, like, a really good. He played us really well. Yeah,
0: and so when he said that, we both were just like, what? And I, w- I'm thinking like, this is a lot of money.
1: A lot, a of, lot money. of money. A lot of money. A lot. You know, um, at once.
0: Yeah, and I think it was hard for us because we were like, you know, are you sure? Because this is a lot of money. But for him, he, you know, he mentioned that like, he got in a car accident a while back and through that, he was blessed and, he who's been praying about us, making sure that like we were OK and wanted to bless us with that because he felt like that was something he needed to do. Um, so that was literally God's like. Blessing for us through him, um, it just comes to show that even when you're not faithful and even when you're in doubt, like God's still going to love you, and he's still going to his promises are still going to happen for you because that's just the kind of God he is. Mm -hmm. And that really testified for us that like in our spiritual life of seeing that, um, you know, his love is not all about feelings. His love is not like how you feel that day and how you, uh, if your life is good or bad, like he still loves you the same amount and it's still constant. And he's still going to bless you. Even in those moments of like, I, don't believe that you're gonna do this God Mm -hmm. because that was me
1: yes so like that was like our relationship story and like that that struggle and that year of the year and two months of like doubt um, was kind of squashed all at once Mm -hmm. and praise God for that so that next day we got the money Um, the next day Stephanie's parents came home and me and my pastor and some elders from our church we went over to pay the dowry pretty much and then um right after that um I we we did that and then I went straight to the airport and picked up my um, best man from the airport and then I had my bachelor party that night <laughs> and that was kind of crazy cuz I was all last second and then we um, I think not the next, the next day we were like prepping cause it was actually going to happen and like, yeah, we we're like, oh shoot, we need to like cook and no, I think so. the next day
0: it was like, um, new year's Eve. And I think oh, we yeah. were prepping cause we were trying to find like every little small things we can. The blessing for our venue is that we did not have to buy decorations. Correct. There were decorations already there for us. We just needed to pick them out from the closet and put it up. Yeah. And but they we had did like
1: have to make a bunch of desserts.
0: Yeah, we did have to make uh, um, desserts, uh, which was a blessing because we did have other people bring in desserts, mm-hmm. too. So shout out to everybody who, who made the cake, who made brownies, who made uh, everything. Yeah, ice cream, everything. It was dope. It was really good. But it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So, I just remember New Year's Eve. Andrew was like, "Do you want to go with me? We're gonna go hang out at you know our friend's house." And I was like, "No, I have to make these dessert. Like, I have to, cause I'm not. I didn't want to make them at our wedding venue because I just knew that it was gonna consume too much time from everything mm-hmm. else. Um, we also f- totally forgot to, like." pack food for that week
1: yeah (laughs) because we were just in
0: chaos we were like oh my gosh and i think when andrew we arrived there and then we text my older sister like oh my gosh can you go buy these stuff
1: i'm pretty sure i still worked at the time too like (laughs) i don't don't even know (laughs) i don't
0: remember i just remember we were like we got there and we were like oh my gosh we did not buy food and we literally had no money literally in our account yeah yeah I just remember like your best we man used buying everything yeah. to make
1: sure we got everything.
0: I remember like your best man buying food for the night. Um, I don't he made his that. special pasta. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then I remember my older sister bringing food for the next night.
1: It was that afternoon. Yeah. And then, but we spent like one whole day decorating, which was sweet because our venue had all the decorations. Yeah, but it so was m- so
0: cold that mm-hmm. all of us were shivering.
1: I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> I remember I was so cold and my fingers kept bleeding because my skin kept like breaking and you kept telling me to go find band-aids and I'm like, I don't know what the band-aids are. I do not remember this. I not. And then, um, yeah, everybody was just super helpful and it was the most stressful time in my life. Like I was so <laughs> stressed out. Like yeah. it was just bad.
1: It was good though. Overall, it was good. My stress was, like,
0: Bridezilla at the very end.
1: Correct. But after the wedding, like, that was, like, the best day of my
0: life. Yeah. And, like, even... Okay, backtracking. (laughs) Sidetrack. Sidetrack to backtrack. Okay, so... um, After Andrew paid my parents the money that they wanted, uh, my dad, they decided that, you know, we're going to come and we're going to be there at your wedding and we're going to, you know, celebrate. Um, So my parents did come to the wedding. They came Mm -hmm. like an hour and 45 minutes early, the earliest wedding they've ever been to. And um, along with that, my parents, you know, they even take family photos. My mom was still mad. She was still upset. But my dad was, you know, my dad's the type of person who was like if I said something to you then I'm going to keep it. I said mm-hmm. if you bring me the money, we'll be there. We'll like we'll just come celebrate you guys. And mm-hmm. he, you know, that's why he did it and he just kept his words.
1: He did bring people that we didn't know, but whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did bring people. Uh, we actually got a lot of people coming. So that was kind of crazy. Yeah, we had
1: like I think we have uh, forty
0: more people extra people. We had
1: people, yeah. We had like forty or something. Yeah, so that we didn't know that was coming. That showed up and we're like, all right. Yeah, that was fun.
0: I mean, it was still fun. Like we had a blast at our wedding. know. Yeah, um,
1: so like that day, it was like it didn't snow. Until we literally started taking photos, which was pretty cool. Our first look, literally our first look, the entire
0: week, it was nice. Snow. It was 30 sunny, and we're like, "Yes!" Like our winter wedding is gonna be amazing because it's gonna be warm. Literally, as soon as we did our first look, it was downpouring snow.
1: Which was really, pretty. which was really
0: pretty. So, if you look at our pictures and you're like, "How did you guys get those snow effects?" It was it literally was lit. huge snowflake chunks. Yeah. Huge. And I couldn't even open my eyes because it was. Yeah. So
1: much. And then that day was like 25 out, which was like pretty rare for that, for January to. Yeah, it's really rare
0: for the beginning of January to be that warm.
1: Yeah, so it was like 25 out. And then that night, though, it dropped down to like negative 13. Yeah,
0: negative like 13, 14. That was like
1: crazy. So a lot of people did leave kind of early because they had to beat the storm. Mm -hmm. But, and then we stayed at our venue for like two more days after that. Yeah. Because they just gave us an extra day. Like, oh, you guys going to stay one more day again? And, like, it was super lit. It was
0: amazing. We didn't have to clean up or anything because we put that in the service fee. So that was great. Um, It was
1: sweet. Overall, like, it did happen. And it's good for us to look back at it. And it's, like, also one of those things that we are happy to share because, like, there is people that are going through something similar or there's something that, like, that they're going through in life right now that Mm -hmm. is, like,
0: The same thing. They feel like
1: nothing is going to, nothing they do is, they're just doubting God and stuff like that. And like just.
0: Or their own relationship, you know, like we're just saying God because that's what we believe and that's Mm -hmm. our spiritual walk. And like if you feel like you're in a situation similar to this, it's easy to doubt your relationship because it's easy to say, you know what, like it's easier to just walk away. Yeah.
1: Which don't give up. Like, that's the moral of our story, is that we didn't give up. And because of that hardship, we won't give up. And Yeah, so. and,
0: like, I feel like whenever we go through something harder, we always compare it to <laughs> our engagement because we're like, that was really rough. That was a huge test to our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, a lot of people are going to go through this, whether, like, it's interracial or whether it's just you know both for yourself or even family who doesn't accept you know um gay couples like that that's something you're still gonna like and we hope that this story helps you to not give up and help you to like keep striving and enduring it until the very end because it 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 is worth it Mm -hmm. um
1: so yeah that's our crazy engagement.
0: That is our crazy engagement story. Um
1: So it's kinda hard to jump off that roller coaster, but we are going to. So yeah. we're gonna start with our questions. Yes. Yeah,
0: n- we hope I mean we hope you enjoy our engagement story and we hope that like, it really encourages you to see that you're not alone and you're not the only one who has dealt with this situation. Mm-hmm. Um secondly, like if you have any other like um, questions or you need more encouragement, feel free to also get in touch with us. We are more than willing to listen and help you through um, your own struggles and situation.
1: Do our best to help. And yes. also, if you guys want to hear more more details, um, just ask more questions, and we can answer them to uh, the best of our abilities. But this is as much details as we can muster and handle right now.
0: Right, and to in our episode yes, so um first question we have today is um how do you put God in the center of your relationship?
1: Um, for us, it was just clearly throughout that story you can see how we did it in that situation, and it's just for something that we always um just go through in like our lives and um we just try to see what we need throughout like like we're not perfect like when we argue and stuff like that we always just try to put god in the center and give him all of our struggles and all of our doubts and stuff like that mm-hmm. and for him to be with us and help us and then also just just make sure like when we're dating we always try to like picture like like, if God was holding both of our hands and through that we were holding hands together and just trying to pursue a path um, that both of our lives can match and, like, go on the same path together. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that, like, how you put God in this in your relationship is dating someone who does have the same belief and moral and values as you mm-hmm. um, because it can get really rough if you don't you don't meet eye to eye of what kind of God you serve.
1: Uh, yeah, like for sure like if you are in a relationship with someone that doesn't believe the same like good luck that's super hard and
0: yeah and that's really hard and that's something that like you can't force someone mm-hmm. on it it has to be their choice of changing their choice of believing and the only way they're going to see that is through you um mm-hmm. if that's something that's super important to you um reevaluate your relationship Um, especially if they're not going to be super open and that's something you value heavily. Um, and another thing is that like, we also have our own separate relationship with God and we, and I think that's super important is that like my faith and my belief or my relationship with God is not dependent based on Andrews And and vice versa. Yeah. And vice versa. It's like, Oh, I don't believe in God because Andrew believes in God or Andrew doesn't believe in God because I believe in God, you know, because there are definitely moments in our life where I have always felt like, I don't know, like, is this real? Like, is this even um, (laughs) I, you know, it's true, though, like this is a podcast of honesty and authenticity for us of being raw and our marriage and our relationship. So, like, there's a lot of moments where I'm like, I don't know, like, is this even real? Should I even further my relationship? But, and I think that's why it's super important to have someone who does have the same value and more as you because then they can help you in moments that you are in doubt. Um, so, how we also have centered our relationship around God is just, like, knowing that the struggles we had there was blessings in each of them and none Mm -hmm. of that blessing was through any of our own actions at all like the way i found my dress or how andrew got an apartment or how you had that money like we didn't do any of that like none of our actions led up to those moments in our lives Mm -hmm. at all
1: yeah and there's also other things throughout our our marriage and stuff like that that have the same similar effect Mm -hmm. and And like what really helps with us is to acknowledge the blessings and stuff that um, God has given us and don't take it for granted and and just in general in our lives. So that's how we make God our center and just... Kind of, yeah.
0: like, heavily ask a lot of questions, like, our career paths, our goals mm-hmm. in life, and, like, what the next steps are for each year, just because we know that, like, no matter what we plan, no matter what we do, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Something is going to be different than what we plan, and so, like, just knowing that, like, being um, in his presence and being intentional about your relationship with God will give you that guidance, and... I think, like, it's important to do it by yourself as well. Like, Mm -hmm. when I have alone time, that's my time of devotion of, like, being with God and, like, reading or even just journaling. It's not even so much of, like, having to go all out for, like, hours. It was just, like, even in the morning, that's kind of what I do. And, like, that's the same with Andrew, too. It's, like, being intentional in his own time of, like, spending that time with God. So... How you center your relationship or how you put God in the center of your relationship is really based on how you and your relationship is, you know, evaluating your relationship, evaluating your beliefs together, and then uh, setting, like, priorities of, like, this is very important to us, so, like, let's get, like, put this first. And we're not perfect, and that's still something we're processing and um, learning to do because... We've only been married for almost five years and that's not, it's not something you just switch overnight. It's a lot of steps. It's a lot of progress. So.
1: So, yeah, that's how we do it. Um, I hope that helps the person who asked the question.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Second question is, do your parents have the typical cultural expectation of a Hmong son-in-law with your husband? Uh,
1: No, my parents don't. Wait, oh you this for you. Oh okay.
0: Girl. <laughs> I always call Andrew Girl. Okay. So I always call
1: Stephanie boy, so
0: mm-hmm. Um so my parents in a traditional sense they have certain cultural expectation. It's not a lot, I would say. I think some people they do because um like a Hmong person will expect a Hmong son-in-law to know how to do things culturally. So I think for Andrew, because they know he's not Hmong, they don't have like that high of expectation because they're like, oh, he don't know. So you have to teach him or you have to tell him and you have to ask of him to learn and to do these things. And it's not something that Andrew's opposing to learn. Um, I feel like my mom has more expectation than my dad in a sense of the way that Andrew's supposed to look.
1: It's annoying. <laughs> I hate it.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that my dad doesn't have that much expectation. I think he's just like, whatever, like, you guys do whatever you guys need to do to live, eat, breathe, um, come over whenever you guys want, you know, help, wh- help around when I ask you guys, and that's kind of the same with my mom, too. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, like, for your mom, she, like, wants me to look a certain way. And she complains to you about it, and um, I definitely don't listen, sadly. Sorry, Mom. Um, Because it's just, I don't know. It's uncomfortable uh, to him. Yeah, like, I grew up in a household where my parents didn't even do that to me. So, like, it's very hard. And there's, like, some things. Like, I don't have my lips pierced anymore because it's too much work. But My mom just doesn't like your facial right hair. That's it. Mom, your mom doesn't like a lot of things about me, <laughs> so it's the it's point not where just like, you it's just like, yeah, it's this is who she is. She's yeah, a very she's picky just a person. very picky person. So it's just like i just like, oh, whatever, mom, it's fine. Some days are like she just gives up, and then some days, depending if her friends are over, then her friends will talk to me and like, why do you do mood. that? And it's just like, girl, I don't even know who you are. Like, why are you telling me? <laughs> so yeah. There's like that. Um, the only other expectations, if she needs help cleaning or like yard work and stuff, like then she'll ask me to be like, "Can you move the rocks or like?" But Can I you feel take like that's not really expectation. I feel like that's just my mom asking for help. Well, and that's just like like that's just normal. Like yeah. my mom would ask you to help, like right. do, cook mm-hmm. or like, I don't know. Right. Like it's not. It's not anything out of the ordinary. I remember the first time that Stephanie's mom asked me to do something, I was so happy. Because normally she just ignores me completely. But then one time she asked me, like, hey, Andrew, can you do this? I was, like, almost in tears of joy because I was just, like, she's acknowledging me. And everyone, like, literally all of Stephanie's siblings stopped and stared at me. And it was hilarious. Do you remember that? No. no, oh, bro.
0: I block out a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: It's definitely better now Like Stephanie's parent Like Both of her parents Don't um, Not like me anymore But so. that's
0: That would be for but our next episode For The
1: next episode Ooh.
0: Yeah it's an, It's for the next episode Of how um My parents came around Cause when we were s- Married The very beginning When we were married My parents were still uh, My mom was very opposed to it And I would say My dad was still He was still Very like doesn't really know how you felt about it yeah but yeah.
1: that's for the next episode we're not gonna dive in right yeah. now yeah
0: so that's the next episode so we would love you to still stay tuned to that
1: and make sure that you guys ask more questions too um just comment on Stephanie's page or below this video or even like if you're giving us a rating on iTunes or mm-hmm. Spotify and stuff like that you can just make sure that you just comment below and that will help you with um, all that fun stuff and that will help us like just make sure you just give us like thumbs up thumbs down whatever your opinion is we will take any criticism otherwise yeah so my ex 70s mom's expectations is not the same as an like 70s sister's husband yep just it's because a bit they're more, more
0: i feel like because my siblings they married someone like of the same culture yeah. so they felt like well, I expect this of you because you should know because you are 100% Hmong. Yeah. And I think like with- so I
1: get a little bit more lenient?
0: Yeah, because I think they just felt like, well, you're not, you don't know anything. So no point of teaching, no point of asking. Like, it's just a lot more work than mm-hmm. it should be. So I think it they find it easier just to ask, like my sister's husband instead, um, mm-hmm. Because it's it's just easier for them culturally. I guess the
1: only expectation that your parents have of me, really, like a real one, is to like greet when when people come over and like Mm -hmm. acknowledge that, oh, hi, mom and dad, and like shake people's hands and stuff like that. That's pretty much the biggest thing, but yeah, not even a big deal. Right. I
0: mean, I expect that of Andrew too when he introduced me to his friends, so.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I still don't sometimes (laughs) because I forget.
0: He always says, don't you know this friend? I'm like, like I've never this met this friend.
1: Okay. Well,
0: it's mostly his customers, but I I'm don't. like, he has so many customers. I can't keep track of,
1: but anyways, so yeah, that's our story. Um, I hoped you enjoyed our crazy engagement. Um, anything else from Stephanie?
0: Nip, yep, that's it. We just hope you feel encouraged and know that like you ha you aren't the only one who struggled with this. If you are struggling with it or if you have gone through it yourself as well. Um, yeah, feel free to just DM us anything about yeah. your own struggles in your engagement. Um, and I feel like we know a lot about the wedding industry. If you have questions about the wedding industry, we also have que- uh, answers for that. We as also well. have questions. <laughs> We also have answers for that as well. So.
1: And if you're watching this video, I apologize. I just realized I'm blending into the wall. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that. So if you feel like I'm just like floating behind a green screen, I'm not.
0: You mean your head is floating? (laughs)
1: Yeah, my head's floating.
0: So, yeah. And we (laughs) did film a video for this episode. So feel free to check that out if you're more visual person like me. Mm -hmm. Um check out it on my youtube at stephanie by design um we'll be glad to just create more videos if you like ensured. it we'll keep doing it <laughs> yeah
1: um if not then we'll just for sure we're podcast first a video second yeah. also um where else can they find you stephanie you
0: can find me on my instagram at stephanie by design um on youtube stephanie by design and our email is your shoemaker at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, so feel free to uh, email us questions as well. And you can find me at Coffee with Drew on Instagram. And that's pretty much it. Um, you can also find this episode on Anchor. Um, they're a sponsor for this podcast, so make sure you tune into Anchor. Um, they do all spot like they're your um, podcast needs. So you can record on there, you edit on there, and all that fun stuff. Um, there's definitely gonna be a thing in the beginning on this video talking about that our sponsorship as well. So thanks anchor. All right, guys, I hope you had a wonderful listen slash watch.
0: Yeah. Everyone let us know how you feel about the video. That means so much to us. Cause we just want to throw this one out there and see how it is. Um, if you haven't listened to any of our episodes earlier and you're watching this video, definitely go check out episode one and two. It is out. You can listen to it on any, um, podcast platform. So, Yeah, feel free to jump along with our ride. We will see you guys in our next episode.
1: We outie. Bye.
0: Bye.